Hello and welcome once again to Wrestling University. I'm joined as always by Dr. Tom. Tom, how are you this week? Doing great, Joe. Excellent. We were uh, we were in discussion last week. We were talking about the state of the business, uh, how things have changed, and we actually we got into a topic that um, was very interesting when you talked about some students you'd had that got into wrestling through the video games. And I actually thought about it myself, and I was like, actually, I have to confess, that's how I got into pro wrestling. I kind of went the other way. I started with video games, and then I started to, you know, my favorite type of wrestling was, you know, World of Sport and Flair versus Steamboat, and I, I kind of went the other way. But when I, I get thinking about the video games, it's such a great point because I would watch Raw and SmackDown. So I would spend, you know, if you include the commercial breaks, I would that was three hours of wrestling I would consume when I was 15, 16. But I would probably spend an extra 15 hours a week playing the video games. So I spent more time with the video games do you think that's had an uh, an influence on people's expectations of what a match should be or do you think that's now was that more in the past or do you have any thoughts on that yeah i i really do think it has a lot on what the people expect the fans of today expect um because it's our everyday life and you can see more wrestling on TV or YouTube or any uh, device you want if you're into that. But when you see a video game and, and they're doing cool moves, then you find out, oh, man, here's live action people doing the same stuff. Um, of course, I think anybody who, who is adventure minded or action minded would, would get into that if, if they're the right characters, the right persona, man. A lot of people are into Ray Wyatt. A lot of people are into Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns. You have different characters for different likes and tastes. So, yeah, I think the video gaming, I think uh, uh, the marketing, uh, where it's marketed at and how you wrap it up is sleek and cool. And it, and it is the cool thing as opposed to here's two guys, here's two fat guys going at it this Friday night, you know, and they're going to battle to the death and there's going to be blood and guts everywhere. Back then, that's what wrestling was. Today, it needed to be, and it needs to be, sleeker, cleaner, uh, more appealing to more people than it was back then. Back then, it was a niche product. Today, it's still a niche product to a point, but at one time, cool thing for everybody. Uh, kids in elementary school wearing the shirts, going up and getting uh, the figures and, and action figures, things like that. So, yeah, it's a marketing thing. And, of course, uh, however you can use it uh, to market it, use it. And that's that's what uh, WWE does. And I think they do it better than anybody else today. Tom, last episode, we were talking about, um, you know, the, this kind of thought process of, you know, is it, do we where you know you were saying nowadays there's more attention paid to like indie darlings and people who are getting huge reactions on these kind of regional shows and stuff like that one thing i'm curious of though is like i i feel like when we talk about you know a big show like wrestlemania or something like that where we have a big spectacle like obviously that's kind of a mainstream audience that are watching it but for trainees that are on the indies i would say from my own experience i feel it, it is a niche audience you know it's like so the people the the fans who follow niche wrestling promotions tend to have niche tastes who are looking for that five six nowadays even seven star matches what do you do if you and i, I will happily admit i'm in this category i would consider myself a character wrestler what would someone in my position do uh if and let's just 
use someone else as an example because I'm, you know, happily contracted to a, a major promotion. But if it was a few years ago, free agent, I'm a character wrestler. How how do I navigate this niche environment to then get to a major promotion? Pay attention to what you're doing. If you've been wearing the same stuff and doing the same stuff for a while, change it up a little bit is yeah. my my suggestion to you. Okay, I, example, if you're wearing a jacket, uh, a coat jacket, like a sports jacket, like yeah. you would wear with pants and some things like that. If you've been wearing that for a while, uh, and you've been doing it for a while, and you're a little stagnant, even though you're you're making headway, and even though people are talking about you, um, a simple little change in costume, mm-hmm. appearance, um, walk, talk, add something to your repertoire. Not a whole lot. Don't come out just completely change, yeah. but add or change something. Sometimes just wearing something different to the ring, crazy as it may sound, will change the way you walk, talk, look, and appeal to the people. So Ric Flair wore robes all the time. Mm -hmm. Great. Ray was change his outfit on a regular basis. He always wore something special for the big shows, Mm -hmm. house shows, and and whatever it does. If you're a character wrestler, if you're a guy who has this, let's let's just use, I won't use you as an example, I'll use Braun Strowman. How's that? Yep. They have tried to change Braun in, in, in a couple ways now. He started out with the Wyatt uh, family. They made him the, the badass, and, and he mm-hmm. destroyed Roman Reigns and turned over the ambulance. And now at this time, I see it, and nobody's told me this, and I haven't seen it advertised this way on TV. I see it as he's the guy who's going to take care of the bully for you. He's the yeah. guy who's going to stand up that guy who talks down to everybody else. So you, ha- you you change the characters as it goes along. If it fits, it fits. If it doesn't, then then you'll figure something else out after that. CM Punk was a character because he connected with a certain people, but he had this, this niche audience that kind of, infected the rest of everybody else and they got into it organically because punk was obviously communicating and giving them they wanted to see Tom, can, um, I just, can i just say one thing about cm punk that just really relates to what you're saying i remember he said you know this is back when you know when he gave interviews about stuff like this he actually said when he changes his character's motivation so let's say you know when he was when he was a baby face or when he was a heel when he was in the straight edge society sorry not the um was it? It was Straight Edge Society, um, yes, and then yes. when he, uh, you know, be- he did the best in the world gimmick. He said, whenever he changed his character's motivation, he would make a physical appearance change. And he said he would have long hair. He would make it short hair. He had. He was like when it, when he was the heel champion, he had a mustache and short hair. Then he came out in the, you know, in the Gracie Jiu Jitsu hoodies when he had, you know, when he had that other reign as well. He said every part of his career, when he changed his his character's motivation, he would change the gear so. That that when fans look back, they know which era they're looking at. And I thought that was right. the smartest thing I'd ever heard. Do you do you agree with what he's saying there? That's pretty <laughs> yeah, much what you're saying, isn't I, it? I think yeah. I just said it yeah, without it, saying yeah. it like what you did. Yeah. Exactly. When you change something, uh, and, and it can be as simple as, as a jacket, but it can be as drastic as cutting your hair, uh, growing a mustache, or doing something. Uh, just, just, yeah, the, the little changes – Add up to the big things. So I agree 100% with that. That That's exactly what I'm trying to say. When you're stuck somewhere, you're trying to get somewhere else, and, and you're a character. Well, you don't want to change a character, but you have to change it some way because yeah. you keep staying like this, you're going to stay like that. Uh, yeah, I agree 100% with that. The, the change is, is not always 
Undertaker did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, through the years, he be, he was the Undertaker the whole time, but he was the American badass. He was, you know, he was, uh, uh, God, whatever else he was, uh, uh, whatever else yeah. connection they gave, name they gave him. But he changed his appearance too. Kane had to do the same thing. Went from yeah. talking, not to being able to talk with the voice yeah. box to being able to talk. Then he, when he was going to take off the mask, um, you know, they, 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 he kept the mask on. I'll never forget this. The day Kane took off his mask, he kept the mask on all day. And that was kind of weird anyway. We were thinking, what, what's wrong? Nobody said anything to him. Didn't think about it that hard. Just, I just thought it was odd that he was walking around all day backstage and, and uh, out in the front. Uh, with the mask on. Then when he finally took it off, he revealed, you know, that they had done the, the shaved head and the weird look and all that stuff. So it was it was added another uh, chapter to his yeah. character and his personality. So it, it, it's that's why you should study who came before you, who you were into, and then learn about these guys, what they did. But you need to be original. You need to be creative. And you, if chances are, if you if you look back in the histories and annals of this business, uh, you can read about it. You can watch it. You can hear it. You can you can ask questions yeah. if you know the right people. Um, you know, Gorgeous George got his gimmick from a guy named Lord Lansdowne. But yeah. Gorgeous George gets mentioned mentioned more than Lord Lansdowne does. So. <laughs> You can find it, and it doesn't have to be just in wrestling either. Well, it's it's Rock the same and roll. as the Nature Boy, you know, the original yes. Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers. There you go. Exactly, exactly. I mean that that was it. So while people know who Rogers is, if they're a, a, an affectionate or, yeah. or or a big fan of the business, it's Ric Flair who usually gets credit. Exactly, yeah. Nature. So so yeah, man. It, learn the history of the business. Learn who came before you. You might find something. You might might grab it. And make it your own. I'm thinking, Tom, I might as well just be selfish and let's use me as an example. Let's throw it out there for the people. Um, I'll tell you, if I, if you wouldn't mind, I'll give you a quick background for where, where I'm at right now. Um, so when I, I got to, I basically made my name as the singing wrestler, the musician wrestler. And what I would do is I would make these, my entrance would be a parody song of a famous song that would make fun of my opponent. Um, so and they would they did well on, on online gained some traction uh, you know went to a few went to impact for a little bit and then long story short I end up at Ring of Honor and the pandemic things are you know uh, I'm finding my feet there I'm trying to because here's the thing it's like do you try and fit into what that product is or do you stay yourself I had this kind of battle but when I got to this point where the pandemic hits and so I think, right, well, I want to, you know, I want to be as productive as I can. So I start making these shows for the YouTube channel. And there was one I did like, the, it was one was a comedy show. I did all these things and nothing really stuck. It was just kind of, you know, when you're just throwing mud at the wall and you're going, something's just not right here. And then I realized that Ring of Honor is a very sort of sports oriented product. It's a very ultra sort of realistic sports product. And I thought, well, let me try and make something that is, you know, an ultra sports presentation. So the next show I did, it's called Technique Tuesdays. And what I did is I used my judo and amateur wrestling background to break down these matches and in a scientific way, no comedy, no nothing like that. Just, you know, talking about where the fireman's carry originated from and where, you know, this hold that you see is actually Ippon Sionagi from judo and stuff like that. Now this starts to stick and I'm going, ah, okay, now I understand. 
I've, I've been looking at this the wrong way here. So I'll tell you what my idea is, and I want to get your opinion on this. I have put on in about 60, 70 pounds during lockdown. So when I first make my entrance, people are going to notice there's a change. My idea is because we've got this pro, we've got this pure wrestling division. I've always worn trunks, and my idea is to come back with a singlet and wrestle a more sort of sports presentation style because to be quite honest some of the comedy stuff i've tried to do it just felt like it wasn't quite fitting but as a character wrestler i'm scared to let go of that because that's what got me to the table should i just steer a hundred percent into this ultra realistic sports presentation or should i retain some of the comedy or do i need to take it away for a while so it can be refreshed try a lot of things and keep what works Okay. Try what you feel like in your heart you need to try. And and if it's a singlet, I, my take is this. Unless you're Kurt Angle or unless you're a great, 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 might I say great amateur wrestler, um, then it's going to come across as uh, just my opinion. Yeah. But if you try a lot of things, try some things that you want to try. Just like you said, you, you tried the comedy, it didn't stick. You tried this, it didn't stick. You tried that, it didn't yeah. stick. Now you're talking about some holes, and now you're talking about something that people are going, oh, yeah, let me look at this. Yeah. Okay, so write that down, keep that in your head, and understand what's getting over, understand what's sticking. Now, when you get to the ring, yes, I got this idea. You never know. You don't know until you try. You have this idea in your head try it you have the opportunity to try it if it if it's feeling and, and you're feeling and people are feeling it you'll know trust your instincts you've got to trust your instincts mm. but but and you've got to ask somebody who knows the product and i don't know how many people i, I don't know who's there that 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 would be able to direct you this way because mm. what you find a lot of times is sometimes the people you think that want to direct you in the right direction don't always know the right direction and or they know the right direction, but they want to send you the other. Yeah. That's just the way the business is. Yeah. But that's why I think you have, I believe, my opinion, you have to trust your instincts. You have to believe and trust in what you're doing. Is enough salt for this? Is there enough mm. pepper for this? How do we put all the ingredients together and make it what we wanted to make it? That's what you have to figure out. Yes, I believe if it's a pure sport uh, promotion, great. I want that, that's wonderful. But but once again, dress for the position you want, yeah. not the position you got. And yeah. you're looking to move forward, mm -hmm. and you're looking to to get better, and you're looking for the ultimate goal is what. You have to have your eye there and know yeah. what's going to get you there and who are the guys that are there right now and what would get you there. Would this gimmick work in that spot? Would this gimmick work in that position? Um, if you're given a promo, what is your promo? Do you have your promos down? Do you have an idea what you're going to say, mm -hmm. how to present it? Without anybody knowing who you are yet, yeah. when you walk out that aisle, they'll notice a difference, but they'll say, okay, now he's wearing a singlet. Why? Okay, getting the ring is just, is his style this time more exciting or less exciting to us? Do we care and why? Yeah. That I, I, I truly believe it's not how much you do, it's how you do what you do. So if yeah. you have some really good things in the amateur or the, the more sports-based character that you're talking about, could I just say uh, one thing, Todd? Just gonna, to give you some context, um, I, I've got a black belt in judo. 
and I uh, I won the freestyle and Greco British Championship. So I've got to national level. Obviously, it's nowhere near the same level as a Kurt Angle or a Chad Gable or somebody like that. But I've competed for Scotland internationally in major tournaments, and I've been a, a national champion of my own country. And my thinking was, if I go in the singlet, it'll mean the commentators are going to bring up that fact. But my my concern with that is. Am I then going to hide a physique that has now got 60 pounds of extra muscle? Well, there's the other part. So the announcers, you you have the opportunity to tell the announcers yeah. what to hit. So, yeah, you, you you don't want to hide your assets. So so you've got to decide, is is that the right look for you? Yeah. Is it? I, I don't know. But well, if you're a black belt in judo, why can't you wear the judo gi? Well, that's the idea. I'll tell you what my idea was. Uh, and so the whole idea behind this is I feel like the perception, because, you know, in the business, perception is reality. And I think actually a lot of people haven't seen some of my better stuff um, in ring. So I think the perception of me is that I'm a character wrestler, you know, solid worker, but can't get beyond that. Whereas I think for me now, to get to the next point in my career, I need to demonstrate that I'm capable of having a four or five star match. So that's why, you know, my my what I wanted to communicate was like, now let's focus on the wrestling for a year. And the singlet would kind of signify that and steer into that a little bit. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. Or do I just double down on being a character and just go nuts? You know? Well, well, well but, but that's what I'm saying. You, you have to feel this. If, yeah. if, if you feel um, and something's in your head, we have voices in our head every day. We can't oh, yeah. stop. Yeah. So if, if you feel you need to change, try it. Try the change. You can always go back. But here's yeah. the thing. And, and I say this uh, with all due respect to Sheldon Benjamin. Sheldon is a tremendous worker, a tremendous athlete, and a, a great amateur wrestler, yeah. and a funny guy, uh, an entertaining guy. But when he gets in the ring, um, He's a great wrestler, and nobody knows the funny part backstage. Mm. He can talk, and and but all of a sudden they break up the hurt business. Why? I have no clue. A lot of people don't have a clue, but that's what what the part I'm talking about, the backstage part, right. learning how to communicate, give them what they want that's going to make you be where you want to be. Yeah, and that's the manipulating part. So if you, you you're on the fence about the single it try it see mm. how it feels see how it looks see but then again uh you can always just take it off and yeah. be somebody else you you got to fight away brad armstrong again old school guy uh was one of the greatest best workers in the business could make anybody look great including himself at the same time but when it came to promos or or, or getting himself over like that it just couldn't happen. He had a different idea of himself. He had a different idea how he needed to do it, and he and he was was great in the ring. It just he didn't match it outside on the yeah. on camera. He was a very serious, hey, wrestle guy, and I'm I'm a wrestler, and I'm not this hokey guy. Mm. So that's that's good, but going to get you where you want to be. Mm. Try it. That's what I would say. I I, I cannot say, well, yeah, I don't know, working because I never. Nobody knows. Nobody knows until it happens. If if it's gonna get you the attention, 
You'll know if it's Tom, working sorry, or not. We lost You've got you for to feel about, it. That. You've got to ask somebody. We, we lost you for 10 seconds there. Could you just back up a sentence? Um, I, I think you started a sentence with um, if you're looking to get or if you're wanting to get, it just cut out there. It was maybe about 10 seconds. Okay. There go. Okay. Ready? Go for it. So if you're looking to get the attention you want and looking to get that spot, then you'll know. You've got to feel it in your instincts. And you, you also have to ask somebody that you trust that can watch your match or, or go back over it with you mm-hmm. to give you constructive mm-hmm. criticism. Because anybody can tell you how bad it is, how yeah. good it is, and all that good stuff. You want – Good players want to be coached. Great players want to be told the truth, and not a lot of people want to hear the truth because yep. the truth sometimes isn't 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 always pleasant. And but but you need somebody to be brutally honest, and and you have to be honest with yourself. You already got yourself in shape. You already look different. So the the, the package that you uh, wear the, that you put yourself in yep. has to be just as important as yep. the package inside. Yep, I like it, and I will, uh, you know, it'll be interesting, we can hopefully, uh, pandemic permitting, I can get back over there soon, that's the other thing that a lot of wrestlers are struggling with, it's us in the UK, we come up with these great ideas, and there's just yeah. nothing we can do, we can't Nowhere to go, them. yeah. It's so tough, Tom, because it's, uh, it'll be, we're, we're in April now, so that'll be 13, 14 months since I wrestled, uh, and yeah. probably about 15 months since I wrestled in front of a crowd. And, you know, I'm I'm getting very concerned about, you know, I'm, I'm 32, going to be 33, and it's like, damn, this is like the, you know, part of the peak of my career here. Have you got any advice for wrestlers like myself who, who are legally unable to compete right now? Oh, man, it, we've never seen anything like this, and mm. I tell our guys all the time, all the time last year and, and and this last class and this new class we have no idea what's going to happen with the business i do know that wwe has been, been playing with the, the idea of not having house show matches anyway and now yep. the pandemic uh showed that they can make more money not running house shows and doing the big shows and yep. doing whatever they're doing cinematic matches uh i i don't know we're kind of handcuffed because nobody can fly, nobody can go anywhere for, to get on the uh, international stuff. So I mean, you're kind of screwed. But but the best thing, the best advice I would tell anybody is this: stay in shape. If you can find somebody to 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 work out with in a ring, mm-hmm. do if you can. If you have that opportunity over there or wherever it may be, yep. some people do, some people don't. But get in there as much as you. Because there's no substitute for ring shape. Mm-hmm. You can do all the, the world doesn't mean a thing. Yep. Because ring shape and cardio is two different things mm-hmm. <laughs> completely. And that that's the, the only advice I would have. Because if you can't get over and can't start back up, then there's nothing you can do except mm-hmm. what you can do. And, and what you can do is stay in shape, uh, keep your regimen get in the ring when you can, where you can, and try and get some uh, some matches uh, just just practice matches, do some repetition stuff, uh, get to where you have a flow going. If you ever had that flow, if you've ever been in the ring with somebody mm. and uh, you, you've ever uh, – you, you don't stop until you have to stop. I mean, yeah. you, just, you have the match, you call the spots, you do your stuff, and you keep going for as long as you keep going. Yeah. Regal and I never worked together in, in front of a crowd, mm. but in, in mid or deep south – 
after class, he just started circling me and I started circling him and he went to lock up. We locked up. We worked for 40 minutes without saying a word, just feeling, just feeling going around and just, just playing, having fun. You can get that. That's a great workout for you. Um, and just staying in ring shape because it'll take you a while to get back when you get back. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting you mentioned that. I remember um, there was someone in the business uh, pretty high up who told a story to a bunch of us that said there was an elite level athlete. Like we're talking elite, like household name, won't mention the name, but household name comes along, says, I can be a wrestler. WWE try it. <laughs> works out for mm. five minutes, calls up the agent. Nope. <laughs> yep exactly a lot of people don't don't know their how much uh, what they're getting into until they get into it and then they finally go whoa wait yeah. what i thought it was yeah yeah the ropes aren't rubber band and the match not a trampoline yeah i you mentioned something earlier about um potential changes to house shows and stuff like that and just to, i thought it'd be fun to finish off with just a little quick discussion about house shows um i i this is just again as a naive fan back in the day when i first went to see uh the first live show i ever saw was smackdown in 2003 i believe and the card was just stacked beyond belief like the opener was like eddie guerrero versus rhino for the u.s title they had mm. there was uh i think it was angle and benoit versus cena and big show or some combination of those four they had um it, like they had lesnar versus taker for the title like i mean you know i can't remember all the matches off the top of my head but we're just talking like it was mania quality this house show and when you look at the card whereas i went to uh a tv taping and i i i loved that and i enjoyed it because again the pageantry and the spectacle but just from a purely wrestling perspective i as a fan preferred the house shows is that is is there any reason for that tom why the house shows tended to be so stacked yeah because the guys get a chance to work longer and they're not really under the tv time limit and they don't have to worry about the hard camera over here Mm. this over here so the guys go out and get to have more fun and get to call it in the ring on tv yeah. you have this time constriction so you have to know what you're going to do where the mm. camera angles are where we're going to hit it what time we're going to hit it it's it's more constrictive on tv how shows i remember distinctly man just go out and have fun and hit yeah. it around 10 or 12 minutes and if you go 15 that's cool but if you go 15 and you need to hit nine on TV, then you, yeah. you can't do that. So yeah. so it's a different animal altogether. And the boys love doing the house shows because you can go out and have fun and try new stuff and uh, get into it more. What are some of the best house show matches in the last sort of 20 years that, that you've seen or, or been a part of? Are there any that stick out in your mind? Gosh. Uh, you know... Yeah, I, I don't know if I can pinpoint just one house show match because I, I used to go as a as a producer mm -hmm. and just watch the matches, and, and I don't know if anyone sticks out to me. But uh, anytime Randy Orton went out mm -hmm. and, and had a match, anytime uh, Eddie Guerrero, mentioning Eddie, Eddie did unique stuff in every match, and Eddie had this charisma and this, this buzz about him every time he uh, went out for a match, and you felt it. Yeah. All around the arena, and and I think uh, not necessarily any one particular match, but I I think just the aura of a house show, the aura of the guys going out and not being so constricted, yeah, um, by the time frame and being able to to improvise more and just call it on the fly, always gave it a special feel. So I don't know if there's any any one that that really stands out. 
but uh, but but I've seen some great ones. How different do you think? Uh, like, if you book the same match, um, let's. Uh, the reason I ask is because you mentioned Orton there, who again, when I've I've had um, I've been at tryouts and talked to people, that they, he's often used as an example for people who can find the cameras at any time like they're just the camera's best friend so it it was interesting to hear you say that you know when he was on a house show how different would his performance have been from tv to a house show in terms of what the match actually looked like i don't i don't think it'd be that much different i just think that when you are at tv you you certainly have to be aware of where the hard camera is. WWE also tapes the house shows uh, mm. in, in in a camera. They, okay. Not everybody, yeah, they do tape the camera the house shows, and they'll tell you where it is. But at a house show, you get to work all four sides a little more. And uh, I don't think Randy's performance altered one bit, except at TV, I'm, I know he he's obviously more aware yeah. of where the uh, hard camera are, and and that's for everybody. And and. Orton takes his time. He has facials. His body language, everything he does, uh, means something, and that and that's that's the key. I think that's why uh, most people, most producers or agents or bookers or whatever, will point to Randy Orton and say, "That's what we're looking for." Mm. Well, there you go. That was uh, that was a really uh, insightful podcast for myself as well. I appreciate the advice, and uh, you know, it'd be cool for our listeners to see putting some of the stuff we're discussing if i can put it into action when i when i get back to to tv hopefully i can again huge shout out to ring of honor for continuing to support me and you know and keeping me under contract it's it's hugely appreciated and you know it's obviously life-changing so thanks to ring of honor for doing that and tom where can people go to if they would like to train with you or get your book uh, you can check out jpwrestlingacademy.com on the front page. You can order my book. Uh, there's a curriculum and suggestions for the season pro as well as somebody just starting out. Also, you can check out uh, our uh, seminar times, our schedule times, our next session times. And uh, it's under any tab we have on the front page. It's jpwrestlingacademy.com. Awesome. Thanks again, Tom. Appreciate it as always. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening, folks. If you want to get yourself Inside the Ropes magazine, it's an awesome retro presentation. If you love classic wrestling magazines, you are going to love this. It's bright, it's colorful, and it's got all, you know, lots of retro features, but it's got modern stuff as well. So go check it out, insidetheropesmagazine.com. All right, thanks, and we'll see you next time.